And there's that wonderful voice. So <laughs> it's good to have everybody here, and it's, it's great to gather with you in the understanding of Christ in the name of the Lord and have people that want to know the truth. I mean, I mean, you could uh, gather with hundreds or thousands of people, and I, I would love to gather with hundreds or thousands of people, but it's wonderful to gather with a group of people that want to know the truth. I have a heart for the truth. And truly, that is where our heart should be in a place that we want to know what is the truth. Who is the truth? How is he the truth? All these things should be in our hearts. We, we that are Christians, we that are his, know he's the truth. You know, we've read it. So we read it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we know the truth is Christ. So now we should have within us this heart to know him. That is the truth. That's what we should have within us, this heart that we would know him that is the truth. And really, that should be the quest of our heart. Well, we've been dealing with the last meeting uh, and our local fellowship, the faith of the Son of God. And we're going to continue in this, in faith. And Lord willing, we're going to look at, you know, a number of subjects related to faith. What is faith? What is the faith of the Son of God? What is your faith? What is my faith? What was the faith handed down to the saints? These, these things that, you, you know, we have maybe in our hearts, we may have questions with and so forth. We're, we're just going to believe the Lord to show us the truth in regards to the faith of Christ. How does that work in you and me? How does faith work? And, and as we look at this, I mean, is faith just something that you and I come to and we just say as strong as we can, I believe God and God does everything because I believe him. Is that simply what faith is? Well, I want the Spirit of the Lord to answer us. Because if I give you my opinion, it won't help you much. If the Spirit of the Lord teaches us, then it'll help us. But my opinion on it, is probably worthless unless it has come out of the Spirit of God. And that's, that's any subject in the Bible. If what we have received 
comes out of the Spirit of God, then it's of great value. If what we have received comes out of our own understanding or from man or whatever, the value of it's probably not really good. And uh, brother, brother Mark Varner and I were talking about that. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of uh, very well learned people in Christianity, very well learned scholars and so forth. And and I, and I have nothing against scholars because some of the scholars I, I know know the Greek and Hebrew and so forth way better than than I do. In fact, I don't know it. I just look it up from time to time and 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 uh, quote it from time to time. This is what the Hebrew word means, or this is what the Greek word means. But what does the Spirit of God say in regards to His Word? And, and when I say that, I'm speaking of the written word. And I'm also speaking of the word who is Christ. Because much of the time when we talk about the word, we talk about the word in relation to the written word. And sometimes we don't talk about the word in relationship to the person. But the person of the scripture is the word of God, who is Christ. He's the person of the scripture, okay? So with that all being said, with that introduction to tonight, go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11. And and I'll get there myself eventually. Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God so that Things which are seen were not made out of things which do appear. So we, he, we hear in the King James, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And I want you to really think on this, of things hoped for. I want to set that before you. The New American Standard Version in this same place says, now faith is the assurance of of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the men of old gained approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. So those are those are two different translations, very similar in what they say. So we have faith. And the definition of faith in the Bible is a substance or an assurance of what's hoped for. And I've heard people tell me what that means in the past. I've really tried to understand what this means. Okay. But to understand what it means, I want us to look at where faith comes from. 
We're going to look at that by the scripture in Romans chapter 10. So if you flip to Romans 10, you, you know, we, we just read by the scripture what faith is. Now we're going to read where faith comes from. Okay. So if I go to Romans 10 and verse I don't know. Let's start at verse. Let's start at verse five. We're going to read several scriptures. I guess that's okay. For Moses describes the righteousness, which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness, which is of faith, speaks on this wise. Say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, thou shalt that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel for, for Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believe, I report. So here's how you obey the gospel. You believe the report. So then faith comes by hearing. Okay. And hearing by the word of God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So here's where faith comes from. It would appear to me that faith comes out of God. Okay. That's what it would appear to me. The New American Standard Translation in verse 17 says, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the rhema or the word of Christ, and that is the rhema. That is the good news of Jesus Christ. So as the good news of Jesus Christ is proclaimed, the faith of God comes to us. How do I enter that faith? Well, I think verse 10 of this chapter tells us, and then we're going to look at Galatians 2, 
verse 10 says, for with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So here's what the heart man believes. So where does he believe from? From the heart. What does God say in the Old Testament? One place he said it says God tries the hearts. Another place it says God knows the hearts. Now, if you consider this, that the heart believes, for with the heart man believes. And the result of that is right is righteousness. That's the result of believing. Of believing what? <laughs> the word of faith. The word of faith. Paul said that we're preaching. That if that you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So we believe unto his faith. Now, you can bear this out in the Gospels. Jesus said over and over again, he that believeth on me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So how, how's that living water going to flow? Are you going to earn it? No. <laughs> he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow liver, rivers of living water. So there's a action on our part that when faith comes, when hearing comes, that we respond to it, we receive it, and we believe. Now that's basic truth. And in today's teaching, a lot of today's teaching, that basic truth, I don't know that it even gets taught. So the heart believes, and that's the and the result of that's righteousness. Now, now flip back to Hebrews eleven for a moment, and then we're going to go to Galatians two. But Hebrews eleven for a moment, and. I'll try to get to Galatians 2. I may, may get challenged. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Okay. Now, you can use the word assurance. You can use the word substance. I'm really okay with both those words uh, because it's the assurance of Christ. It's the substance of Christ. What I want to get to really with you is what is hoped for, okay? What are we hoping for? And I want to give you the answer. We just read it. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness, okay? So when you went back under the law to the old covenant, and you 
consider that for a moment. What did they not have? Righteousness. What did the law tell them? There is none righteous, no, not one. So what's hoped for, if you were, if you, if you received this back in the early days of Christianity, when this was written, you go back to the days of Paul, and you received the book of Hebrews, which I, I don't know when it was written in Paul's timeline or not, but we just use that. You received the book of Hebrews, for example. There's a good possibility they weren't hoping for new cars and new jet planes and new this and new that. That that wasn't how they were teaching faith. And as I say this, I'm not against God giving you things you need. I'm not against the benefits of God at all. But if you were sitting in that audience in the early days of Christianity, if you had been a Jew under the law, what you were hoping for was right standing with God. What you were hoping for was restoration of Israel. What you were hoping for was the outpouring of the Spirit as the prophets had declared. What you were hoping for was, as Isaiah said, I, I create a new heaven and a new earth. Behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing. If you were in that day, you, you know, what did the apostles even ask Jesus? Will you at this time restore again the kingdom unto Israel? Is this that time? See, they were hoping for the grander of the kingdom. That's what they were hoping for. They were hoping for the peace and justice of Solomon. They were hoping for all those promises in the old covenant. I, behold, I do a, do a new thing on the earth. You know, you go back and read those promises. That's what they were hoping for. Faith is the assurance of those things. Now, where does that assurance come from? The revelation of Jesus Christ. See, where are you assured at in righteousness? Christ revealed in you. That's the only place you find right standing with God. You can read it in the Bible and say, yeah, I believe this. And you should believe it. You should. But it's when you come to a realization of faith that Christ dwells in me and I dwell in Christ. And therefore, I am righteous. Okay. And that's sure in you. That's made sure. You're not trying to work it up anymore. It's made sure. 
you're in right standing with God. And, and I believe this is even what Jesus was talking about when he said, when he told the disciples to pray and ask these things. I don't have, I'm probably not saying that just right. I don't have the scripture right in front of me. This is what they were even to ask after. And when James comes along and says, you have not because you ask not, and that you ask amiss, because you're asking based upon your own lust, you're not asking toward the will and purpose and mind of God. And the will and purpose and mind of God is in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's where his will, purpose, and mind is at. And so we ask based upon the truth that's in Christ. And God desires to give us all things freely, all things of Christ. So that's what I believe they were hoping for. I believe if you turn back to Hebrews 10, and I did this Sunday morning, so if you were with me Sunday morning, you get a little bit of a repeat. But if you go to verse 16, it says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws upon their heart and upon their mind will I write them. He, he then says, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Now, where there is forgiveness of these things, there's no longer any offering for sin. Since therefore, brethren, we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure, pure water. So all this that the writer of Hebrews is talking about is all this that we have in Christ. That's where their sins and iniquities are remembered no more is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That's where the new and living way is brought forth in that he hath destroyed the old man of sin, and we've talked about it much, and he's brought us into a new and living way by the Spirit of God. So we come into a new and living way. Well, all of this is in Christ. So this, to me, is what they were hoping for. You know, I, I have some scriptures in my mind. I haven't read them in a while. And they're, they're, they've been in my mind as I've started this. And Isaiah takes a couple places in Isaiah. The prophet talked about a time when, when there was going to be water, rivers in the wilderness, where the, the wilderness or the desert was going to become a fruitful land, a place of life a place of, of God's blessing and God's bounty. This is what they were hoping for. See? Is this divine life? Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. See, see, Isaiah said there's a place where the wilderness 
a place where the desert, where the dry place for the place of no water is going to be filled with pools of water. And Jesus says, out of you, out of you that has no water, out of you that has no life, out of you that has no spirit, out of you that has nothing of me, shall flow rivers of living water. So we come to him and drink, and we come into the walk of faith. We come into the substance of the Lord. The substance of the Lord begins to, to be made known in us. We begin to hear it by the Spirit of God. See, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. That rhema of Christ. Isn't that what the apostles went forth to declaring was the good news of Jesus Christ? Sure it is. They began to declare the rhema, the faith, you know, that Jesus himself opened up. Whoever believes in me shall not perish, shall not be perishing, shall not live in the perishing one, but shall have eternal life, shall live in me. That's what he declared. Is it, that's the message of faith. So we so we were moved out of the old man into the new man. And and the spirit of life is declaring that to us. The spirit of Christ is declaring that to us. That's what Jesus said in John 16. That, and we've quoted John 16 so many times. He shall take a mine and show it. He shall take a mine and declare it. That word for show can be declare. And how he declares it is he reveals it. He shows it. There's a declaration of him. And so we, so we again walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by what the Spirit has declared in us of Jesus Christ, of the work of the cross, of the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is what's been applied to our souls. And this is what we hoped for. This is, this is what we should be desiring. And, and God told us in his word, if we desire righteousness, we shall be filled with the righteousness of God in Christ. The understanding of it. The comprehension of it. Honey, that's what our hearts have to be after. Set your affection on things above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Those things of Christ, those things that are above, those things that are not of the earth, those things that are of the heavenly one, not of Adam. Set your affections on the things of him. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, we do that. Our affections are upon you. Our mind is upon you that we can receive of you. We can know as you know us in Christ. And we can declare it in the earth. We can declare it to one another. We can manifest it because you're our life. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And we're learning you as our own life as our own existence, as our own, you know, place, so to speak. We're learning you, Lord. 
in Galatians 3, I have to read this before I close. I told you I would. Or Galatians 2, I mean. The Bible reads here at about verse 15, I think. And that's what I get for thinking about verse 11. <laughs> says, but when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. For before certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them that were of the circumcision. See, here Peter went back up under the law because he brought a separation of the Jew and the Gentile. So he wasn't living by faith. So living by faith or the comprehension of Christ is that you're one. There's no male, female, Greek, or Jew. But here Peter went back under the law, and sometimes we probably do that ourselves. But here, but Paul rebuked him to the face. And verse 13, and the other Jews dissembled, Likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, of the good news, the gospel, the good news. See, here's that, that herald, that message, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. They weren't walking according to Christ, according to the faith of the Son of God. I said unto Peter before them all, if thou being a Jew livest after the manner of Gentiles and not as do the Jews, why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. So we believe, here we go, we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, by the substance of him, by the assurance of him that is in us and not by the not by the works of the law for by the law by the works of the law no flesh is justified but if while we seek to be justified by christ we ourselves also are found sinners is therefore christ the minister's sin god forbid for if i build again the things which i destroyed i make myself a transgressor for I, through the law, am dead to the law that I might live unto God. Thank God we're dead to the law that we might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Listen to that. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me 
and gave himself for me. Wow. That's how we live. By his faith. By the comprehension of him. By Christ being revealed in us. And walking in what we see by the spirit of God. Declaring to one another what we see by the spirit of God. That's where a union and relationship with each other's act is in this of Christ. Christ liveth in me. Okay? So get a hold of this real quick. Christ lives in me. And the life I live, Christ lives in me. Now, now listen. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Christ lives in me. And the life I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So, could we say the faith of the Son of God is that of Him that is made real in us, that we've comprehended, and we now live in, in the flesh, in, our, in the flesh, here in the earth. Now, we don't live in the flesh, but we live in Christ in these earthen bodies. Okay? That's what he says. That's the life that we live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God, of him that lives in me. Of him that lives in me. Christ lives in me. And I live by that that has come out of him, because faith cometh by hearing the word of Christ. So I live by that that has come out of him. Now it's in me. <laughs> it ain't coming out somewhere up there and in me. It's in me. So that of him that I've heard declared, that of him that I've seen, that of him that I'm coming to know by the Spirit of God, that's becoming a reality to my heart. That's what we live out of. And then Paul goes on and says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So, so, so my own works couldn't attain this. My own ability couldn't do this. But God's divine grace that's been made known in the Lord Jesus Christ is, is applied to our hearts by him that lives in us. As he is, so are we. Oh, Lord, make this real in us. Father, reveal your son in us. That the very life, the very life we exhibit in the earth, 
will be that of you that's revealed in the heavens. Make us, Father, make us aware of what you've done. I got that you didn't just use words that they may be one as we are one. But by God, through your divine work, through your divine spirit, through what you've done at Calvary, this is what you've done in the Lord Jesus Christ to be done in our hearts. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I thank you so much for your glorious word and your glorious presence for this beautiful people that gathers together in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We just thank you tonight. Amen. I'll stop right here. And since we haven't seen him in a while, I'll call on Brother Jimmy first. <laughs>